good evening or good morning, depending on where you're listening to us from. My name is Fanny Adedayadeji. I'm a data analyst. I work as a consultant, remote data analyst, and a trainer. I've been in love with data science since the past four or five years of my life, and I've been doing a whole lot around data science. And today, this is the first podcast edition of Transition Series Season 2. Transition Series is just how different persons got into data science, data analytics, how we got to probably into machine learning, just storytelling, just to inspire others, because this is a big field which is just growing globally. And I actually strongly feel or strongly know that it will actually solve the unemployment problem in Nigeria. Today on the show, I have a good friend or somebody who has been, been following our work for over maybe six to seven months right now. I fell on one of our um, Twitter thread, checked her out on LinkedIn. And so then I've been following her. She has a very, very inspiring story. The good news about it, or the much more bigger news about it, is that she's resuming as a people analyst on Monday, which is maybe like three days away from now, from the, from the day we're recording. So Jessica, you're welcome to Dear Analyst Transition Series. All right, thank you. Thanks so much, DJ. Yeah, it's good so to be here. Tell us your full name and a little bit about your background. Uh, uh, my full name. My full name. My yeah. full name is Osawambo Jessica Wogien. Okay. Um, <laughs> background. <laughs> Benin, you, can see, right? you can see where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benin. Yeah. So you can see where I only go by Jessica, right? Yeah. Um, yeah my first name it's is quite. It's quite a handful. Oh, uh, but no, other people call me Osas. Um, but oh. yeah. Yes, but since I live in. North America now, yeah, just kind of easier for people to pronounce. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, background, basically I'm Nigerian from Edo State. Um, what else? My bachelor's was in chemical engineering. I finished mm-hmm. from Covenant University oh, in cool, 2014. Yes. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, and then afterwards, I decided to do petroleum engineering for my master's in mm-hmm. University of Portacourt, nice. Petroleum Studies. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I did that was because I wanted to go to oil and gas. Like I knew mm-hmm. that right from time because of the money in it yes. in Nigeria, right? Back in Nigeria. Um, what else do you want to know? So I started working after my master's in 2016. I started mm-hmm. working as a training engineer. Um, mm-hmm. worked at a company called Omni Petroleum. Mm-hmm. I was there for about eight months. Then mm-hmm. I moved to General Electric. Mm-hmm. I'm working as a project engineer. Yeah. And, I, and I think it was in GE that my data analytics, um, when I say career busy, not career actually. Um, I would say my transitioning started from there in quotes, right? But I didn't even think of doing it full time. I was just doing it as part of my job, even when I was in ARCS, like building like little dashboards, doing presentations and stuff. Nice. Um, so, so I was in GE for a year and then I moved to Seplat. So Seplat was basically my last last company I worked for before I left Nigeria. Oh, nice. And for me, yeah, for me, I think the transitioning basically kicked off when I knew I was going to leave Nigeria to move to Canada, right? Where I am now. Um, because um, I, I won't say I found engineering boring, but it wasn't like challenging for me as I as I felt it was going to be. Mm. Um, and then I, had, I was I was hearing about data science, data analytics a lot, and I decided, oh, let me just try and see what it's about. Like, I, I tell myself, if someone can do it, right? I don't have they don't have two heads. I have yes. the same head, I have the same brain. So that was basically I started. Um, yeah, um, and yeah, I'm here today. Um, I can say more based on the questions that you asked, but yeah, yeah, that's just me in terms of like brief intro. Mm, thank you very much. So when living Nigeria into North America, mm. what where are the mm. challenges like in I want to know challenges like in settling into uh, a job and the likes. Let's talk about uh, <laughs> uh, there are a lot. 
they were like, because you know, I left during COVID, like I left in the yeah. heat of COVID, like when there were a lot of travel restrictions, right? Yes. So I think one of the major challenges I had was I had a good job in Nigeria, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people face that. I even did a trade on it. Um, I had a good job in Nigeria. Like I love my colleagues so much. Like, I can still talk to them a whole lot. Nice. Um, but but the I think the issue for me was okay, what was I going to do when I get there, right? I already knew how engineering works. So engineering in um North America, like anywhere you go in engineering is a regulated field. Yes, so yes. um and our how I put it like our certifications here are not really necessarily transferable. Like you can be registered an engineer in Nigeria, but you get get to North America, you still have to do a whole lot of exams and all nah. that. Even aside that, I wasn't I wasn't um I wasn't really I wasn't really feeling the old engineering anymore, to be honest. I won't yeah. lie, like uh, I love maybe it was how because of how stressful my job was okay I, I really don't know what how what it was what it was it, it was a lot stressful for me um i was i was working well i was getting awards at work and, yes. and but then i don't know the, the workload was more than i and during covid it kind of heightened it so for me one of the major thing was how they're going to like transition so even if i left nigeria i started looking at like courses i needed to take i started yeah. learning python like on youtube nice. um but but because of my job as well, it was it was a forty hour a week job. But I was probably working like two times that, yeah. maybe it, like yeah. sixty seventy hours. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't as easy to like start learning like when I was here, right? But I started like looking into it. So um, I think it was in July. July. Um, I decided July. I was July. I said okay, I was going to take that leap. Then I. Um, I found like an evacuation flight mm. um, bought it then August I finally traveled right mm. um, going to going to going to Canada I think another thing for me was um, I think it was easier for me because my sister was there already oh, um, but, and every and every time I tell her I said if, if you're going here I probably would have come back to Nigeria to be honest because <laughs> it's, it's, it's never as easy like going on your own it is mm. never as easy because there are a lot of things you need to do like you go into a new country and it's not like oh you're just visiting right it's where okay you're not just there temporarily like this is where you're going to stay so um, f- um, September I got there and she kind of put me through so I think because of her, she really did help me settle in a lot. Mm. And um, luckily for me, I got like my first job. So I was working like, as a technical specialist. So I said I wasn't going to look for engineering jobs. Like I was getting like recruiters asked me, oh, do I want engineering, like process engineer jobs? I would, I'll see the emails, I'll delete it, right? Wow. I felt like <laughs> if I kept on, I felt like if I kept on indulging, it would remove, it would take me away from, like, you know, when you, when you now feel settled in a job, you, you tend to forget some, some other things you're pursuing. So that was yes, one thing yes. for me. So I think the job I had, um, it was, I won't say it was flexible, but it, it wasn't like my Nigerian job where I was working more hours than I, I should work. I was working 40 hours and 40 hours and 40 hours. Mm. Um, what I even did was I made sure I, I was working only four days a week. Um, so I was working like 10 hours a day, okay, beautiful. four days a week. So I'll have like three days to like read about things. So um, settling, I think um, for me, then of transitioning, it was having someone that really helped. Um, obviously, knowing the fact that what I knowing, knowing what I wanted to do when I got to Canada also helped, right? Um, that confusion wasn't there as much, though I was still like one leg in, one leg out, but yeah. at least I was working towards it. Um, yeah, basically, I think there, there are jobs in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. But again, the jobs 
are um, the thing I tell people is, are there jobs? Are, there are jobs, right? But would you like them? Is the question, right? Yeah. Um. So obviously, if you want a job that you like, you have to be prepared for it. So anybody yeah. that asks, that asks me, oh, I'm trying to move as well. Um. Am I going to get a job in my field? Am I going to get a job in this field? I, I, I don't tell them yes or no. Yes or no. I tell them go research, go look at, go go to LinkedIn, go look at the kind of job you're looking for, mm-hmm. and see the requirements. Right. Mm-hmm. The thing with these countries is once you meet the requirements, yeah, you're called for interviews. Interviews is left to you to sell yourself, right? Yeah. And it's the 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 it's who sells themselves best that gets the job. Not necessarily. They might not like you. That the other factors as well. But, once you get have the skills, though, you definitely get the interviews. So yeah, Beautiful. that's basically in terms of setting. Yeah. Thank you. Talking about requirements, um, there is a whole mm-hmm. lot of requirements for data science, data analytics, mm-hmm. machine learning, and the like. What was the very first tool yeah. you learned, and what was the challenges? What was uh, the- for for me, I um okay, I already knew Excel. So do I? I had like a list of things I needed to learn, right? Um, so some of the jobs I was seeing, like for data analysis, so I, I felt I was looking at data analyst roles first, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things, one of the things I was seeing was uh, Excel, Excel, mm-hmm. I didn't know Excel. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other thing I kept on seeing was Python, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't really know Python as much then, mm-hmm. right? So I said I was going to look for how to learn Python. Um, the course I used at first wasn't really, I don't know. So I, I, that was when I said to use the IBM data science course with yes. Coursera. Yeah. So I let, Python was basically like the first thing because I already knew Excel. For those that, are, that say, oh, they want to get into data analytics and they don't know Excel, I tell, I tell them to start from Excel first. Excel yeah. is almost like the baby. Um, and then SQL as well, right? Um, SQL isn't hard. Um, but it's not it's not like when you're doing the basic SQL statements, not, not advanced, but mm-hmm. um, in terms of learning like any programming language. So SQL, Python, those were like the first, the first two. And the others just came along as I went with it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then you also see things like Tableau, Power BI. Mm-hmm. There's also that confusion of which ones to learn. But yes. I tell people that once you know, once you know one, you you, you pretty much can do the other one to be honest yeah it's I, just a matter of like maybe the language is changed but yeah python sql with the first i started with yeah yeah thank you so much thank you so so after doing or after finishing your ibm and coursera um, courses mm-hmm. what next mm-hmm. did you do because a whole lot of persons go in for a lot of courses a lot mm-hmm. of these moc courses yeah because you have 10 certificates in Coursera, you are automatically nah. a scientist. And I'm always laughing at them. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> That's funny to me too. Cause I tell people that it's not about certifications cause I've seen people that they could go to like me, what I do is I, I won't say I stalk people a lot, but even on the other trade I did yesterday, I had to mention someone's name, yeah. um, Imanadi K. Yeah. Um, so what I do is like, I don't, I don't like to disturb people, right? Um, I'm <laughs> that, I want to I like to learn on my own. So Emmanuel, I transitioned as well from like petroleum engineering to like data engineering now, and I basically just look through what it did. Um, I tell people like a lot of there are lots of questions out there, and even the Coursera one I did. One thing that was alarming to me when I saw it was when I registered for it. I think about sixty thousand other people had registered as well for that yeah. question. So what I asked myself, I'm like, 
this same job market I'm trying to enter, these same people obviously are probably trying to get it. Maybe just a handful are maybe already working and they just want to upskill themselves. Um, so I asked myself, I was like, what's going to differentiate me from the crowd? Like, what's going to make me, I go for an interview, what's going to make me stand out from the town of people that will have the same certification? And that was when I started seeing a lot of projects, right? Um, so then I used to follow a lot, I used to follow Medium and yeah, this towards data science, right? I used to read yeah. a lot of projects from there. Amazing. Um, but at the same time, I, I wasn't I wasn't skilled enough to start doing projects when I started, right? So I'll just read them, the ones I like, I'll save them, things like that. Um, so when I was done with the course, the good thing about that Coursera um, certification was that it has like a capstone at the end. So they just tell you, um, this is a project. So that project that the, the project they gave us was something around the location. It just said, okay, go think of a project, but make make it around about a particular city or a country, right? So whatever you want to do, do it. So that was basically how I thought of my first project. So for more than I tell people that transition, even if you're not transitioning, even if you're just starting your career like as a student or a fresh graduate or coming from another career, projects, projects and projects as what I always say. So even on the community that I run, I always like always place so much emphasis on it. Because you have to think of what's going to make me stand out. I don't want you to do a project. It's not about doing that. You see a lot of projects that are repeated. Mm-hmm. In doing projects, there are different formulas I use, but one thing I try to use, I look for things that are trending. So yeah. when I post about a particular, like now, for instance, the Israel-Palestine um, Palestine, um, yeah. clash now, um, there was some, someone did something on it recently and think got like a view city, like the views of the dating on Tableau. Yeah. Those kind of things were trend. Um, yeah. When I did projecting, projecting was trending then, right? So I knew, mm-hmm. I knew how the outcome of that project before I started it. Um, so then other things, right? So for me, um, I tell people, you know, even if you want to do a project, you want to do a project that 100,000 people have worked on. Even if you want to do that same project, just make sure you bring a unique perspective to it. Yeah. So that when you're talking to someone about it, when people are reading it, they'll say, oh, this is how this person thinks. Because you can give a diff- 100 data analyst a data set and they will come up with different things, like different, 100 different insights from that project or that data set. So again, it's just at every point, just look for what differentiates you. So we always try to preach that as well. Um, so for me, working on projects really helps. And that thing that I would say also helped me was adding this um, visualization to it. So um, December was when I started using Tableau. Uh, I couldn't use Power BI because Power BI, you know, you have to like pay and all that to publish. So yeah. that really helped a lot. And on Twitter, and I also tell people, if you're in tech eh, or you're trying to transition to tech, just carry Twitter on your head because mm. I know people that are getting jobs just from being active on Twitter like mm. uh, a lot of people Twitter LinkedIn like I don't know about Instagram because Instagram I don't know what's happening there but Twitter and LinkedIn <laughs> yeah, or, totally it's mostly agree. for tech yeah it's mostly for tech guys so um I tell people like just up your Twitter profile put what you're about out there brand yourself well let people know that and everybody I try maybe they are shy like I try to help people to say Nobody really cares. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said this over and over again. Just do your thing and let's because for me I was I was like that at first, but after my first project, I was like, I don't use the word I want to use now, but I was like <laughs> just go with it, right? So yeah. um I think those those really help. Then LinkedIn as well also helped, like me, my my profile. The other things I want to say, but I don't know if we have time, right? Yeah. But LinkedIn also helps, like with branding and all those things. So posting my projects there. Another thing I did was to 
So, you know, I was coming from engineering, right? So most of my yes. connections were engineers and I'm like, I don't need, I don't, I don't need engineers anymore in my life. I need exactly. data science, data analyst. So <laughs> what, I, what I started doing was I started looking for data analysts like in different companies just to connect. I, I didn't have Skyrim I just send me connection requests. You accept, you don't accept, it's mm-hmm. your business. But I did that a lot. So that way, what, what it helps to do is when you post a project, for instance, mm-hmm. once, a, once one person likes it, and obviously the person will also have other data analysts in their connect, in their whatever, right? then from there it just blows up so even from linkedin i get like referrals like um people just come to my dm oh i see you're not working now are you interested in this job um are you interested in this blah 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 so that i don't know there are different things that have helped me but i try to say from time to time but this these few things have like like these are things i would say were very significant for me and the way it works here is I know I don't know in Nigeria we don't really take LinkedIn seriously because people just go there post to oh, have a new job that that's all. But here people take LinkedIn like very seriously, um, because even before, even sorry even before um, no problem. even before I, I, I like, like even if I go for any interview right I connect with the hiring managers. What that does is all my projects are on LinkedIn right. So even before even before you you come for the interview, you've seen my profile. Yeah. The point is, some of them might not even know you're the one, right? They just see this person. And you can, some, some I remember that it would be, be like that morning of the interview that they would open your CV, right? So by the time they see the name, and they'll be like, oh, this person sent me a connection request. Yes, there was the same person. Like that happened a couple of times. And then mm. when we start to talk, we don't start talking about my CV or my previous experience. They start talking about my project. Beautiful. And that really like changes the game for me because yeah. you're not worried anymore about whether or um, my previous roles, I was doing data analytics, like core data analytics. Yeah, yeah you're more worried about, mm. you're more worried about um, the project I did. So most of my interviews, were mostly about my projects, right? Um, That's nuts. Yeah. So even even this Bridgerton one we talked about earlier, yeah. the job I got, the um, Jota Bond, that was yeah. mostly what they asked me about, Beautiful. like all throughout the interview. So, so yeah, we really did help the projects aspect of it. Yeah. Nice, nice. This is really, really good. I'm very sure our listeners are very, will be very, very excited right now about connecting to a lot of managers. And yeah. like, so tell us, how yeah. was the job process? Mm-hmm. I saw your trade on Twitter, the number of uh, jobs you applied for, the number uh, of interviews. <laughs> that, that thing is tiny. Uh, you must have gone through a lot. How was yeah. that? Yeah. And wait, the, the let's, talk was, was, <laughs> let's talk on from the CV. Let's From the CV, right? Yes. How many CVs ah, did you okay. write? Was it the same CV for everything or different CVs no, for different jobs? Or, that, yeah. that, that's, so one thing that. I, that's one thing I'd like to mention, right? Because right. there, you know, there are different school of thought when it comes to CVs and resumes. Yes. For me, yeah. I don't like to stress myself. Oh, like people think I'm very hardworking. I'm hardworking when I have a project to work on. But in normal day when I'm, I don't have anything to do, like I'm very lazy to be honest. Like not lazy, but I just I don't like to stress myself on things that don't need to be stressed. I just stress myself about. So that's CV thing. I used to hear people say a lot that um, when you see a job posting, make sure that your CV matches it, get keywords and all that. I'm like, why do I have to do that when most of the jobs are asking for the same thing? So, you know, we talked about requirements earlier, right? Yeah. For most of these analyst jobs, the requirements are basically almost the same. Um, you see Excel, SQL, um, SQL, for those that pronounce the SQL, um, some, some will ask for Python, then a few will now start asking for like Google Analytics for those 
that into like digital marketing and things like that. But they're mostly always the same. And I tell people like, once you can use one of all these tools, right? You can, it's basically, and everybody's smart. You can basically just let the other tool in like a day or two, right? Because the key thing about it is it's not whether you can use all these tools, it's how you can think about the particular problem and your approach to it. So yes, it's more about yes. physical thinking I than totally about agree. how you can use the tools. So most of my interviews, they don't really ask me, can you use Excel or SQL? They don't ask me that. They start asking me, talking about case studies or my projects. You learn yeah. about my thinking process. Beautiful. So on my resume, right, I, I never had to fine-tune my resume for any job. The only thing I, I did that would say maybe change, right? So for, so you know, some companies would, when they advertise, like this job now is a people analyst role. Mm-hmm. You see data analytics, but obviously when I apply on the job, on the so on my resume I have my name. Then underneath my name I have like the job title, right? So if I'm applying for a data scientist role, that role, that that job title says data science. If I'm applying for a data analyst role, that thing says data analyst. Brilliant. Brilliant. If I'm if I'm applying Brilliant. for a business analyst or whatever, some people can some some companies can call it customer analyst or like this one people analyst. I just change that. That's the only thing I change. Every other thing stays the same. Beautiful. Um, because I feel like why do I have to stress myself? But for me, I'm like, do whatever works for you. Yeah. The ATS, yeah, afraid of will screen you out either way, right? And for me, like, I was very fast about applying. I have other things that I had to do, right? So if when I apply, maybe when I apply, I apply at night so when I'm doing all the work for the day. So I just sit at my system, okay, look at the jobs. These are maybe I have to apply to like 10, 20 jobs that they go. I just I just start, I just take my CV, do it, and then maybe cover letter will need to change because I have to put the company name in the cover letter, right? So I just have everything yes. on, like I have a system on my head on how the process will go. So I don't necessarily have to fine tune it to ATS or those that I don't know. But again, this is me. I don't advise people, I don't think people take my advice, but it has worked for me. <laughs> and I believe it should work for you too. <laughs> Another thing that changed my game was the fact that my resume used to be two pages, right? And it was mostly like, you know, all these boring resumes, where it's like black and white. Mm. And then nice. I got the advice from someone in Canada. That was how it was before, but I wasn't getting jobs with that resume, right? Or getting callback until mm. I changed it. Not change, changed it, like, I like made it let's say made it prettier. Like I have like you know this I just made it a one-page resume, right? Because again, I think about it and it kind of made sense. HR, it when you if you go on LinkedIn, you see you see for a particular job, number of people that apply for that, for that particular job. Yes, yes. Now that's that's only LinkedIn. For this job I applied to on LinkedIn, there are about 200 applicants at the time when I applied. This wow. one I got. Um, and that's just LinkedIn. Now these HR guys have other platforms that they post jobs to. So there's Glassdoor, there's Indeed, there is um, Lever, now there's Smart Recruiters. So other other people are also using those platforms and are applying to those same jobs. So in a part in a, on a particular job, you can have like 1,000 people applying to that same role, mm-hmm. right? So you should bear in mind that these HR people are very impatient. The moment you start yeah. putting three pages or sending two pages resume where you don't capture the essential things at the very beginning. You should know that you are probably wasting their time, right? So that's why we say for tech jobs, like, well, except maybe you're applying for like a more senior role where you have less people applying, like, when you talk of directors or whatever, like, seeing very senior roles, then you can now start thinking of doing two pages or resume. Uh, because generally, I don't think, I mean, if, I was, if I was an HR person, like, I try to put myself in their shoes, I don't think I'll be that patient, to be honest. So that also really helped me. Just find senior needs, just put some small icons here, here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing yes. on my resume is my project on my resume. So I have two projects on my resume. So the projecting one was there. And um, there was one on a machine, anyone I did, right? So those two projects are there. And then even the links to the project. So on my resume, you just click like the links to the GitHub, 
the links to the dashboard underneath each of them. Mm. I think I'll try to show you on Sunday, like when I talk about it. So yeah. anybody looking at that resume, once you click on the link, it takes you to the project, right? So the resume yeah. is like, is there, but it's like bigger than a piece of paper, to be honest. Yeah, so I'm talking to you during interviews. Um, most of them on the go, right? And I'm talking to them on, about the project. They are reading it on their system, right? And that really helps me a lot because I don't have to talk so much to get like, you are seeing what I'm talking about right there. So my projects are there. They might, they, I, I've worked in about four companies, uh, but only three companies are on my resume because um, what, what I got was that you only put the most recent three, most recent three jobs on there. We put the most recent three jobs on there. Yeah, what else? Yeah, that basically is, mm. um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't try to put unnecessary things. I just put things that are relevant um, on there. So basically, yeah, and the moment I revamped that resume, the night, the first night I applied for it, I applied to like maybe 15 jobs that night, the first day. The next morning, about three hours later, I got an email, come for interview the next day. Then today I got like two more with that same resume. So that's when I knew it was working and I knew that, oh, I've cracked the code. So it's a matter of me going for the interviews and like showing them, oh, I can do this thing, right? Um, salary was a different ballgame entirely because I wanted something higher and you know some employers would like to they always they always it's like you know it's a game now yeah it's a market you're trying to price yes. and they they try to also minimize cost on their end so generally like I had to I don't know some jobs I wasn't getting because of the salary I was putting um some I'll get to like the last final stage and they'll pick the other person that was for a few then I stopped a bit because like it can be draining right I needed to do take care of the community thing Yes. Um, and then in April, I started applying again, and the same thing happened. Like the first week I applied, I think there was a delay, kind of right, because normally I'll get like interview callbacks like almost the following day. Um, so I was thinking maybe my something was wrong with my resume again, but like the following week, I got like five emails in a day for like interviews or um. Okay, I don't know if I didn't talk about the process. So for some companies, they will start with tests. Some companies will start with HR interviews. Um, it just depends. So some companies will do tests, like SQL tests. Some said come for HR screening interviews. Then after the HR screening interviews, um, then I went to hire a manager. Now, passing each of the interviews is a different topic on its own, right? But the only thing I'll say here is for you to get to the hiring manager interview, just tell the HR person what they need to hear. HR people are not technical people. Yes, so all they need yes, to hear is that, that. You, meet all the, all, you, you meet all the requirements here on the on the job description. So you are basically telling them what's on the job description and that you can do it. That's all you are telling them and telling them how in your previous roles you've done those jobs. That's that's basically the code for cracking HR interviews. They won't get to hire a manager, that's a different ballgame entirely, right? But basically this that was it. And yeah. Thank you very much, Jessica. It's been a very, very awesome time. Just two more questions. My first one, tell us about your community. Yeah. And you're also saying something about reviewing CVs. Please tell us about that and why community. Uh, community. So data tech space. Um, started in December. Um, that was after talking to a friend, Miracle. I was talking to her and she was basically she, she basically asked me, do I know of any community that um, that where like people transitioning or people starting out can I can be a part of. So I know a few. I know Kaggle. I know like a few communities. But the thing with uh, or even on Stack Overflow or GitHub where you have people posting questions. But the thing with that is, it's only when you have like issues you go there to post. Or I have an issue with this. Someone, some someone answers you right. Um, I, I wasn't sure of a few. So I was like, oh, what? if if this is what looking for, we can't like see anyone immediately. Why don't you just start it? So that's really how data tech space came about. And it's been going 
it's been going tremendously to be honest even now I, I get overwhelmed i'm even trying to send out invites like as to speak to like some people that are trying to join it we have like 100 or something people joining us this morning nice. um so basically what we do there is um yeah just the way we have you have like slack so we, we use discord because discord has some limits that um some advantages that slack and some other of all these um community platform don't have so um basically we have like different channels on there um so because not everybody's at the same pace or the same stage in learning some people can be learning python some are learning sql some are learning excel so we have different channels for different things and nigeria is um because i found i had that issue as well like when you're coding you can get very frustrated to be honest they're trying to resolve yeah. a bug and might just yeah. be one 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 capital letter that is oh, common <laughs> so yeah it can be annoying and you're there like doing it for hours so for me um what we just do is like if you have any issues just come post it send a screenshot um you have people that are already always there like trying to looking for how to help people right um we also try to post jobs for people then monthly we have like zoom zoom events where someone comes to talk about something so like this this month um i said to host the one for this month um because just um, i don't know because and something around resumes because I, I see people i get a lot of i get a lot of requests around that and i can't review cvs for the whole world to be honest yeah so i'm like let me just do this session um just try to say everything um about it on there um because i've reviewed a couple of resumes like this past month and i don't know <laughs> there are still a lot of issues issues that people need to need me to know um like just simple things like people writing i i did this in the resume you don't do that um i i was in charge of like you don't put i why are you putting i um just simple things but like it's not a big deal right just so you yeah. to change it and have and have an idea of what the recruiters are looking for um people putting doing three pages resume or you have a job and you're putting like 10 different things under the job that are not relevant to what you want so just just something simple putting accomplishment statements quantifying what you did in your roles those those are things that you can learn like from anywhere to be honest but you just need someone to point in the, in the right direction so that's why i said to post the one for this one um so i also try to help people review their resumes like on the community right so i just started that this month where like we have a we have also have a leaderboard so i try to pick people from the leaderboard that may be looking for jobs um and then um just just to give back to be honest because i've had a lot of people like a lot of people that i don't mention that behind this is helping me like yeah that people that gave me advice for my interviews people that helped look at my cv when i was done with it people that kept on gingering me when i wanted to apply for jobs when i wasn't getting callbacks like so it's just a way to encourage people that's just it right because it can be lonely when you're doing it on your own and you don't have like friends that are doing the same thing with you because i didn't have that a lot of my friends were are engineers right so you're talking, you're talking to them about python and coding and you're, like you're talking greek Exactly. So, Where are you from? So the uh, yeah, this community really helps. Um, yeah, that was basically it. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you so much, Jessica. I really, really appreciate it. Paul, you have any question? I also want to say very big thank you to Paul. He was the one who shared your Bridgerton. Yeah. Oh, uh, nice. Link with me, yeah. and since then I've kept following what you were doing. Paul, any questions? If no questions, Hi, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Paul. Hi, Jessica. Yeah. It's Hi, always Paul. interesting Hi. to hear from you, sir. So unfortunately, oh, I, I was discussing with DG yesterday and saying mm -hmm. for the data tech space, unfortunately for me, I haven't mm -hmm. been like very active because uh because of the kind of work mm -hmm. I do. So I, oh, I no, have fine, to look at 
I have to look at a lot of like social media platforms. And in fact, oh, I spend okay. most of my time on Twitter. Like basically oh, okay. part of well, I don't show. understand when you say you, you are not active. What should I now say? You are <laughs> massively active. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I that's why most times I follow, you see me like um, engaging well on Twitter and uh, oh, than okay, LinkedIn. Okay. So like most people say, oh, you're not on LinkedIn, on LinkedIn. Well, I understand. Those platforms yeah. work differently. So far, you know what you want to achieve. Yeah, you want for me. I feel yes. So for me, even the present jobs, like the last two jobs I've gotten, basically, is from Twitter. So people come to Twitter oh, to wow. chill. People come to Twitter to you know. Even I made you do different things, right? Yes, you understand. Oh, so if you can tap into that, like it's what, just very yeah. easy. Just very easy. Somebody posts something related, and the thing is, yeah the community on twitter you don't just go following yeah. everybody it has to be targeted yeah, yeah. surround yourself yeah. with people you want to be like people that do the same thing as you and so i, I my question now is uh, like what advice do you have for people that are going into data some people don't know why like for me mm-hmm. uh, what prompted this data science thing was i just my my space is social media plus data mm-hmm. That is okay. everything I'm about. So that's why mm-hmm. things like sentiment analysis fascinates me. Things like uh, oh, so, nice. so basically that's what I want to. That's that's where I just want to focus, like using data, you know, uh, on social media to help businesses and individuals. Yeah, nice. So that is mine. It has already been cut out for me. So I don't want to. Okay. Rush into like maybe uh, business. Start doing many. Yeah. So. Yeah. What advice do you, do you have for, to help people focus, you know, and you know, strike on, yes, on what they particularly want to do? Uh, that, that's that's a very tough question, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Why is it tough? What, what, what am I saying? What I'm saying that is, um, for me, I know for eventually, right? I'm going to people together science, right? So that's that's my target target. Um, and also focus on NLP, um, just like for policy. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, but but for me, I would say at the beginning, you know, what what you say, for you to say you, you want to know what you like, right? You have to have like you have different soups, for instance. Know what you like, you have to have tasted the different soups, right? And then yeah. you finally pick one. So uh, I would say um one, one thing I would say is the, I I think you, you need to read a lot. Not not read a lot, I'm like read books, so I don't like to, I, I read shabots, yeah. But I mean I like, like read articles. Or that, right? Read articles. Um so because what I would say that is one thing that got me interested in like doing NLP stuff was from reading articles, and I really just found it fascinating that from how somebody talks or from how somebody writes, you can get what they're feeling for me, things like that. I know people mm. still just scratching the surface, to be honest. Most of all these things, machine learning. Um, so I would say, I would say, try your hands on a couple of things. Obviously, don't try to learn everything, but instead of trying your hands on it, you can just like read about it. The ones that fascinate you more, like maybe do a couple of projects and see how it comes out. Um, I think that's that's mm. what I would say has helped me, to be honest. So just try your, just try your hands on different things, right? For me, I like how you, that you mentioned that this is what you want to focus on. Because I think that um, I, I, I think I've seen in some of all these jobs that I would, I would have applied to, some of all, the, all these companies are looking for like specialists, right? So mm. um, you, you, there was a job I applied to like digital, there was something about a digital analyst. 
and they're looking for someone that had experience. Some maybe I think something that's what you're saying. Um, but this is more like digital analytics, um, using Adobe Analytics, marketing, um, mm. trying to see how people respond to campaigns, things like that. So I think it was one that has two years experience in it, right? So obviously, if you're that person, then you get the job. It's just a matter of you finessing and telling them what they want to hear. So specializing really helps at some point. So at the beginning, you can try to be a generalist, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And then just look at, just test the waters, see see where you eventually float, float on or part of the river, and then just go with it. Because you can't be a generalist forever. That's one thing. Even, even in yeah. engineering, I was coming from, I was a process engineer and that was going to my career path to wherever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just testing the waters, but if you don't want to start working on projects, because you can't do like 100 projects on different topics, because data analytics is broad. Um, so reading articles also help, because that would say, that's what I'd say helped me. And articles are like five minutes long, four minutes long, or even there was a conference I attended recently, um, data catered conference. That conference had like six different um, aspects of data analytics. There was sports, there was retail, there was health, there was finance. So someone goes go to that conference for one hour, two hours. You look at it, listen to the speakers. From there, they can see what um, what appeals to them more, right? Some people like sports. Mm. So you can try to go into sport analytics. That's a big mm. kettle yeah. of fish, like a very big... You can you like you may like retail, people how people buy and sell, consumer behaviors. And try to go into retail, yeah. start working for the low blows or the big guys yeah yeah just anything so and one thing i also tell people is it doesn't matter whether you're coming from engineering or psychology or you did political science there are people that did languages in school and they are super data data and data scientists yeah, right? you can apply it yeah you can apply it in any field that's the thing it's just about how you can think about things that's just the main thing how your critical thinking skills so I don't, like, even oil and gas, when I can decide to go into oil and gas and carry data analytics there if I want to eventually. I plan to do that at some point. Oh, but good, good. That's just it. That's just it. Everything can be blended because there's data everywhere. And I'm happy exactly. that in Nigeria, like a lot of companies are seeing that and they are, they are trying to harness the power of data to, to their own good. So, yeah. So thank you. So thank you very much. much. That, that, was, that was very special. So that's all, sir. If there's any other right. yeah I, I think there's something right. I, I want Thank to you. ask you but i'll send yeah, yeah. you a no, no problem. dm on twitter oh, at the dm okay that's fine and please right. also send her your project as well so paul has really done really amazing stuff with even uh, for where's the project why are we not why are we not seeing the project <laughs> <laughs> see, is, eh, see just don't worry when i get there i'll explain to you shall <laughs> So I want to say a very big thank you to Jessica. Thank you so much for coming and sharing with us. I would always still come back and ask you to come back on our webinar no problem, series. Yeah. Maybe we'll just come and discuss something else as well too. But I want to say a very big thank All you. Right. Your story has been very, very inspiring. I remember when you keep posting about your interviews, your interviews, yeah. well done. It's uh-huh. very, very encouraging just to see that, yes, wow. especially for a female, because I'll tell you, there are just a handful of ladies in data analytics I know. 
Yeah. A of we're trying to change that as well. Exactly. And we're also very much more, myself and my team are also going to be ready to, to join hands with you with anything you're actually working on. So I want to say a very big thank all you right. very much for all those who tune in to listen. Thank you very much. You could always go back to Anchor FM and search for Dear Analyst. For our past sessions, we have over 13 public sessions on 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 transition series this is the season two and we'll have much more coming as well too thank you very much jessica Aww. have a nice day all and right, wish you all you. the very best thank you so much paul for joining us right, thank you yeah bye. 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 Bye.